Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to One Up Delivered for the AI Podcast channel. I'm your host, as usual, Guy Drinkle. Carl's with me. How are you doing, Carl? Not too bad, Guy. How about you? Busy, 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 busy. Liverpool signing every player in the world in one day, considering they've only had four months to do it. <laughs> but decided to do it on a Friday when I was looking forward to a quieter day. Uh, but anyway, other than that, I am good. Um... We're here for the second week in a row, Carl. We promised and we delivered. Yeah, we're we're getting better at sticking sticking to our word on these things. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I'm guessing you know why we're here because the title is going to be something Sony related. And obviously, there was the Sony uh, conference thingy on Wednesday. Um, but we're going to do quickly do the news. There's only a couple. Um, Carl, maybe we just go through these quickly because they're not the biggest ones. Nintendo 3DS officially discontinued. Yeah, so this story comes from Tom Phillips over at Eurogamer, and I'd urge you to read the full story from Tom over there if you haven't already. After a nine-year run and more than 75 million units sold, Nintendo has officially killed off the 3DS. Production has now ceased on all 3DS hardware models, including the new Nintendo 3DS and new Nintendo 2DS XL. Quote, we confirm that the manufacturing of the Nintendo 3DS family of systems has ended, end quote, a Nintendo spokesperson said. Quote, Nintendo and third-party games for the Nintendo 3DS family of system will continue to be available in Nintendo eShop on Nintendo.com and at retail. The existing library of more than 1,000 Nintendo 3DS games contains many critically acclaimed titles and can provide years of content to explore and enjoy, end quote. There's no expectation that the 3DS eShop or online services will be affected in the near future. And you can get the full story over on Eurogamer. So not too surprising, this one, Guy, when you consider the Switch Lite launched last year, which seemed like a, a direct replacement for the, the 3DS and, and 2DS. Um, and obviously, not so long ago, I think we, we had a story about the 
the e-shop ending in, in certain countries. So it felt like they were kind of gearing up to this one. But I mean, it, it, it didn't really have the worst of lives. I mean, it was a nine nine year run for the console, which which isn't half bad. Yeah, I think I never had the free DS, um, but I I had the I can't remember if it was the second iteration of the DS or the first one. Might have been the second, um, but I I remember playing it. It was Nintendo used to be the king of um, handheld game. I mean, it still is really. Um, <laughs> see, that's the only one there apart from mobiles and maybe cloud game. I'll catch up, but it's not there yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, Nintendo handheld is just, it. I think it's always had a place in someone's heart, especially people our age, whether it's the um, original Game Boy, I had the Advanced and the DS, as I say, uh, and people making new memories with the Switch now, so I'm sure there's people who maybe had the free DS when they were kids, or even just gamers like that, but um, it's kind of a bit outdated now with the... Uh, versatility of the switch isn't it yeah i mean it, as as you say like it felt like this this was inevitable given the the strong position of the the switch and you know i think last year they they kind of announced that the, the last 3ds game would be coming out um i do wonder long term if they'll try and do something kind of as far as making the switch backwards compatible with 3ds games digitally obviously they can't really do anything on the physical side but um i do wonder if if you'll be able to to kind of download eShop titles on on the switch at some point in the future at least kind of the main ones anyway you know your your um your big first party titles um but I mean, it's it's not so long ago I was kind of watching a, a piece on Nintendo's history, and you know, obviously when Iwata came in and and took over as a CEO, the 3DS was seriously struggling, and it was him who obviously uh, announced the price cut, which was a notable price cut, and then they tried to appease early adopters by making them ambassadors and giving them kind of exclusive um, GBA titles i think it was at the, at the time that uh, they would only be able to get um so it was an interesting uh, approach to the problem but obviously it worked because the, the console ended up selling 75 million units and, and lasted for for a nine-year run so um it's it's always a shame it's a there's always a weird sadness attached to to a, a successful console being discontinued when you you read the news but it's just the way the the industry goes at the end of the day yeah yeah absolutely absolutely um we'll move on um rayman creator michel ansel is that how you pronounce it yeah yeah ansel. says he's quit video games to open a wildlife sanctuary yeah, so this was a, a bit of a weird story. And I, and I know we like a bit of Beyond Good and Evil 2 news, so I thought I'd throw this in. And the story comes from Joseph Screbbles over at IGN. So go over there and read Joseph's full story if you haven't already. And Joseph writes, Michel Ansel, creator of Rayman and Beyond Good and Evil, has said he's leaving the world of video games to open a wildlife sanctuary but assured fans that work on Wild and Beyond Good and Evil 2 will continue without him. Posting on Instagram, the director wrote, quote, Today is a very special day for me. 
after more than 30 years, I've decided to stop working on video games and fully focus on my second passion, wildlife. My new project takes place in the real world and consists in a wildlife open sanctuary dedicated to education, nature lovers and wild animals, end quote. Addressing his currently ongoing projects, Ansel reassured fans, quote, many of you might want to know what will happen to wild and beyond good and evil too. No worries, since many months now, the teams are autonomous and the projects are going super well. Beautiful things to be seen soon, end quote. And again, you can get the full story over on IGN. So a bit of a bit of a departure for Michel Ansel from, from video games to wildlife. Yeah, why not? I mean, Beyond Good and Evil is never coming out, is it? <laughs> yeah, that, that's really the question <laughs> I was going to ask. You know, we we well, not so long ago after all the the revelations um, at Ubisoft, and obviously some people involved in the high up in the Beyond Good and Evil two team were involved in that, and obviously its absence from the recent Ubisoft events. You know, we, we'd already suggested we, we think this game is, is caught in, in a development hell. And I, I really think that now with obviously the, the main man departing. I mean, like Michel Ancel, it, it's been a weird one with him for a while. He left Ubisoft, founded his own team uh, studio who were immediately hired as contractors by Ubisoft to, to work on some Ubisoft projects. Um, I think Wild um, was was supposed to be a PlayStation exclusive, as far as I recall. I'm not familiar with that. What is it? Heard anything on that? Um, Again, it's been so many years since it was (laughs) announced that I'm even drawing a blank. I remember it was brought up on something I was reading recently. If you search Um, Wild Game, it comes up with meat, so don't put that in. (laughs) It's a... Open world survival adventure game developed by French developer Wild Sheep Studio, which was Michel Ancel's studio he founded when he left Ubisoft and was going to be published by Sony Interactive Entertainment for the Uh, PlayStation 4. So I don't know whether it's gone multi-plat now or if it's moving to PlayStation 5. And obviously he's claiming it's still in development, but... We, we don't know. So I guess um, there ha- I don't think there's been an update from Wild Sheep Studio in terms of kind of their leadership now and that. So I suppose that's something we're going to have to wait for before we know more about this game. But I mean, it, it is a strange one to, to see him depart the, the studio with two notable projects in the works. But I mean, obviously, he's seems he's following his passion. So good luck to him. I do not remember this game. <laughs> I'm looking at the video now. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, I. that's probably the quickest we've ever got through the news, Carl, and I'm really proud of us. And I've just closed Google Docs, which has got the run order for the PlayStation on. So if you bear with me, <laughs> we will get on to the PlayStation stuff soon as my phone stops being stupid, listeners. There we go. Um, <clears throat> so, Carl, uh, you're the PlayStation guy. Overall thoughts? I, I thought it was a really solid showing. There, there wasn't a massive amount in terms of game announcements. It was more focused on, on, on a lot of games we already knew about. Um, uh, Obviously, 
large focus on on the the likes of Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and um, Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War. They they do those two games probably got the the, the largest screen time. De- Demon Souls was was quite close as well. Um, so I, I think it was the focus seemed to be you know this is what you've seen already, but here's more of. Mm. that with a with a, a lot of gameplay which is what you kind of want to see at this stage you don't want to be seeing just simple trailers yeah. or you know people on screen talking about the game you want to see that gameplay that's what's going to sell these games and and we got that but there was obviously some announcements and and we will get to them in in time so i, I thought it was a solid showing they got out the information they needed to the price the date uh talked a little bit about the service um, but they they didn't talk about it too much. Uh, I I think it was a, a well delivered message, and I have to hand it to Sony. They 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 have been nailing it as far as delivering their message in in recent times. I mean, how did you think it went, and and how did you think it, it compared to to Xbox's recent events overall? Yeah, I think it's been the best one of the. Has it been? Has it been summer? <laughs> it's been a long time. Feels longer. Uh, let's just extended say summer. summer. Extended yeah. summer. Let's go. I think it's been the best one of the extended summer. I don't think there was any huge surprises. I think God of War was rumored beforehand, which I mean, rumors. I mean, surprises don't really happen anymore in this industry because they always get leaked beforehand. But um, maybe Final Fantasy was a bit of a surprise, and maybe God of War, if you're not like a Twitter haul like I am. Um, but other than that, I think it just kind of built on um, the previous show quite nicely, as you said. Um, Harry Potter as well. We'll, we'll, get, in, we'll get into Harry Potter. <laughs> um, I mean, before we get into it, I mean, do you want to go through the price rather than finish on it? Because it's a bit boring. Um, uh, PS5 full, same price as the, the Xbox Series X. Is that what you expected? Yeah, yeah, I, I knew they'd kind of go toe to toe. I don't think Sony were going to to try and undercut Xbox, but at the same time, I, I think they wouldn't dare go go above, even despite their lead in the current generation. So I, I think that was completely expected, and no surprise there. Yeah, and um, the digital edition being three hundred and sixty quid. Do you think they knocked off forty quid because of the Series S? I I, d- I don't think so because I I think. Early on, you know, I recall having a conversation with uh, Matt, who obviously previously appeared on the show, about this kind of early doors. And, you know, our expectation was that the digital edition would be 50 euro or or 40 pounds cheaper. And, you know, to him, he said that wouldn't make the difference between picking up a PS5 or digital edition. But about a week later, uh, rumors started widely circulating that it would be a hundred euro or 90 pound cheaper um and he said well that that is a game changer and and that extra 50 euro could 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 make all the difference in terms of his own decision so you know this hasn't really blindsided me because it's it's been expected for a while um and and i still i'm going to be very intrigued to see how the the pricing comes across that we talked about it a bit last week with the uh the xbox series s launching at 299 euro and pound is it two two five nine two fifty i think two fifty yeah two fifty so that's even better like that they i wonder how that will look because obviously 
your your dedicated gamer is going to know well the ps5 no digital edition is no weaker than the actual ps5 it just lacks a drive whereas they're going to know that the series s has has some steps down on the series x in in terms of graphical power but your kind of run-of-the-mill family necessarily won't know that and a hundred euro or um 110 pound which is crazy like that that is going to make a big difference mm. so i do still wonder if uh, xbox might still corner the the casual market um you know the casual market outside the, the real casual switch market um but that's kind of a different that that's kind of its own thing different so, market <laughs> yeah so i, I do uh, i do one i i do still think that that um you know, Microsoft might have the edge there in, in terms of being the, the real bargain, but I do think that digital edition of the PS5 will, will prove attractive to a lot of people, especially when, you know, it sounds like certain games will be digital only, and we're, we're obviously going to discuss one of those that was dis- displayed at the um, the event. So um, it, it's in, it'll be very interesting to see kind of the decision. Like a lot of people already I know have, have opted for the digital edition. It's just me who's stuck in the past and loves his discs once <laughs> <laughs> an actual PS5. Plus I own like... 150 PS4 games, so I don't, I don't want to. I'm not mm. quite ready to, to kind of leave them behind. So, have they confirmed whether you can actually use your PS4? You to, can, uh, you can, they have confirmed that. Cool. Um, release date, um, staggered for worldwide, probably because of Brexit, let's be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> the 12th for just a few countries, it was, it was USA, North, Mexico, North America, Japan, South much. Korea. Australia, New Zealand, and Canada. Brexit, I believe. Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought this far ahead, did you? Um, and nineteenth for, well, you, you lot. <laughs> mainly Europe. Yeah, yeah, ma- yeah. mainly Europe. You I suppose a uh, uh, few kind of it's maybe some kind of Western Asian countries mm. and um, South America, I guess. But uh, I mean, when a PS5 is probably going to cost you like $2,000 in Brazil, you're not really going to be affording a PS5 anytime soon. So True, true. Um, nine days after the Xbox worldwide, I mean, it seems quite a lot, but they don't usually release on the same day, do they? Um, no, I, I think it usually quite tight. It was quite, it's been quite tight in the past. Uh, well, at least last generation, obviously the, the generation before the Xbox was over a year yeah, ahead of the, yeah. the PlayStation in most territories. Um, but I, I don't think it's really, it, it's not a big enough difference. I mean, obviously it would have been interesting if say the Xbox was launching in November and the PlayStation wasn't launching until next February, then, mm. you know, you'd wonder if, ha- if some people might go you, over to you Xbox. say that like I don't get two extra gen. days of Cyberpunk <laughs> on my Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I couldn't be asked either with that. Uh, I don't have a PS5 pre-ordered yet, guys. Oh so God! I'm 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 sniffing around trying to secure one. So is the pre-order we'll, we'll... still not back up? Not yet, not oh, yet. God. And keep an eye Dear out. Me. I'll have to keep an eye out for you. I think a couple of my mates as well. Eh? They're looking for uh, for pre-orders, so I'll keep an eye out. Um, I think I I think 
I think it might be Neil who was telling me that the they made less of the digital version. So you, I think you, you might be cornered into getting the full one, which unfortunately you won't. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's fair dues. It's fair dues. No, I'm not. I'm not surprised with the price, and I'm not surprised the um, the digital one pretty much sold out instantly. Um, mm. Considering the price, um, let's get another show then. Um, first surprise of the night, really, is Final Fantasy sixteen. How how did Roman numerals nearly throw me off there? I I am a grown man. <laughs> um, <laughs> sixteen. Um, yeah, I mean it was it kind of got rumored just before, um, but the fact that I'm guessing by your color coordination, it's a timed exclusive, <laughs> which is lovely by the way. But uh, a timed exclusive, seemingly, we're not sure how long yet, unless that got released and I missed it. Um, it looked Final Fantasy C. E. Let's go with that. Yeah, so, I mean, we've known Final Fantasy sixteen has been coming for a while. If you're a fan of, of that series like I am, you kind of you keep in on things. And we knew it was kind of, it was in the plans for Square, but I, I might have thought it was a little bit further off than this. So I am surprised. Um, you know, the way I would have, uh, you know, I joked with, with Matt not so long ago on Inevitably Square Enix will just show a logo for Final Fantasy 16 and it won't come out for seven years. But I mean, we've seen a hell of a lot more than a logo. It seems like this is a well-established project. Yeah. Um, it's got, it's clearly been developed off the Final Fantasy 15 engine because mm. it's the same battle system. It's very familiar. And obviously, I, that battle system, some people didn't like it. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the, the gameplay a lot, but some, some fans kind of feel it's a, it's a massive departure from, from classic Final Fantasy gameplay. That, but, it, that is me. <laughs> I, yeah. I enjoyed my replay through 7, which looked very potato-y. I, I didn't even finish 15. I got a bit bored of it. But uh, I can I can see, obviously, you needed updating, so I can see people still enjoying it uh, but I couldn't, I couldn't finish 15 like yeah no, I mean it, it certainly was a game that divided opinions but I mean uh, as I said I, I come from the, the bias of liking it because I, I put about 100 hours into Final Fantasy 15 so I mean I, I this will obviously be a definite pick up for me i like the way it looks like they're gone to more of a f- fantasy setting you know obviously it's always fantasy but i mean there's more like high fantasy it's like medieval type yeah you know you, you're, people are riding around on chocobos instead of riding yes. uh, instead of driving convertibles <laughs> um which is a, a big difference there so um I'm, I'm really intrigued but it's i'm i'm still skeptical as to when we might see it my best guess is probably 2022 at the moment, but it, you know it could mm. could yet be a holiday 2021 game. Mm. I and mean, I do, it, it didn't give a it didn't give a teaser or anything, did it? No, there's mm. no 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 date at all. Um, as far as the exclusivity goes, they referred to it as a console exclusive with a star, and then had below that it will launch on on PC. Um, but I've read since that apparently how it's going to work is it will come to PS5 first. Six months later, it'll come to PC, and 12 months later, it's free to come to Xbox Series S and X. So that seems to be how it's going to work, which doesn't surprise me because I, you know, I, I Square have kind of stepped away from their PlayStation exclusivity and 17 will be out by this <laughs> cross platform. Yeah, so I it, it didn't didn't surprise me at all that it's it's going to come to 
Xbox as well eventually, but sure, well, why not? The more people who play it, the better. What comes out first on Xbox? The 7 Remake of that? 7 Remake, I'd say. Yes. I'd, I'd expect 7 Remake like to be announced for Xbox Series S and X very soon. And that I'm sure maybe that the PS4 version will play better on PS5. They better not try and resell it. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting tired of companies yeah. doing that. I mean, we'll, we'll get to one of yeah, those in a moment. We'll, we'll touch on the prices uh, when we get there. Um, Spider-Man, do you want to start off with the negative discussion or the positive discussion? Let's go with the negative. What do you think about the games being cross-gen after Sony kind of saying, it, this is a PS5 game and it's only a PS5 game. What, what do you make about that Horizon Zero Dawn 2? There was something else and I can't remember. What do you make about the early um, exclusive being cross-gen? It, it doesn't really bother me, to to be honest. I mean, it's, you know, we, we've talked about, like, you and I... The, the game we seem to be most looking forward to to playing on our, our next-gen consoles early is Cyberpunk, which is a yes. game that's going to be on uh, current-gen consoles anyway. We just want to play it at, at the best it can be. And, and you know, similarly, you, you talked about how you want to play Watch Dogs Legion eventually, but again, mm. you want to play the best version it could be. And the same thing applies here. If you want to play the best version of Spider-Man Miles Morales or indeed Horizon Zero Dawn, um, West, oh, what, I'm blanking on the name at the moment. Um, it's got Western there somewhere. <laughs> um, I'll get it now in a second. But um, yeah, you're you're the fact you're you're blanking on that. Uh, or sorry, the fact um, I'm completely blanking now. Um, no, but the fact that you can play those games on your old consoles if you want to stick with the old console fine but if you want to play the best version of those consoles you're going to be playing uh, forbidden west fill in there got it back we there. got it's west forbidden. right that's all that matters yeah so uh you're you're going to want to play them on the new consoles if you want the best version so that option's there for you and that that's just generally how console launches are that there'll be a handful of games that'll be exclusive but a lot of the games end up being cross-platform because they want to sell as many copies as possible so i don't really see why there's a bit of outrage i can understand maybe because sony specifically said you know that that said that playstation 5 games will be on playstation 5 and end of so i can certainly understand why people are annoyed of the miscommunication but of the thing itself doesn't bother me and I, I can't see why it bothers people. I mean, what, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, the situation itself doesn't bother me. I just find it funny that you look on, like, I, I know I'm the Xbox kind of, but I'm not, I'm not a fan, well, I am a bit of a, I am a bit of a fanboy, but I don't partake in console war bullshittery. But you look at any, like, you just go on Twitter Mainly Twitter, because who the hell goes on comments on Facebook? It's just a cesspit. But you go on Twitter and you look under any IGN article, GameSpot article or anything like that, it's like, PS5 fanboys going on about exclusives for the PS5. It's just stupid. It's just bloody stupid. Um, But no, you had... um, It's probably the worst example because Halo looked dog shit, let's be honest. But you had people going on about how Halo was limited by the fact it's on Xbox One as well. 
it it just just doesn't happen like that. <laughs> like PCs like range from like potatoes to like god tier. It, it's, and they're still made for the same thing. It's just it's just very fan boyery um to complain about stuff like that. But it, I, I just find it weird that Sony marketed that quite strongly. So they must have they must have knew it was developed for both. But uh, yeah, maybe maybe it's just maybe they screwed up there a wee bit. I mean. Uh... I get, I can get that, like the 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 thoughts on on Halo and and how it looked and kind of blaming that on on trying to get it to play on on Xbox One as well. But I mean that's just the way it's always been. Like you know, I'm thinking of the games that came out obviously on the the cusp of last gen. Um, like the going into this gen, you had like Call of Duty Ghosts and um, Assassin's Creed. Black Flag. Black Flag, and they had the same situation. You know, they they were um, dragged down somewhat, I suppose, by the fact that they were they were coming across the two generations. But it's it's just how it is. I mean, like I just talked about, clearly Final Fantasy 16 is on the Final Fantasy 15 mm. engine. They're not like completely stepping away from that and creating something new using new technology. It's it's gonna it takes time to, to really adapt to a new generation to get the most out of it. So I mean it just this doesn't bother me at all. It doesn't suddenly make Spider-Man Miles Morales look look worse than it does or or, or Horizon Forbidden West um <laughs> at all. Like that's they they still look like fantastic games and I, I still want to play them. So it just doesn't bother me at all that they're going to be available to PlayStation 4. And it's good for the gamers that they're like, you know, let, let's be honest, more than ever, a lot of people aren't going to be able to afford these new consoles on launch. We talked about it last week. You know, everyone's not in the, the same position as you and I, Guy, that our, our professions weren't affected by the the global pandemic and the, the resulting recession of sorts. You know, so they won't be able to afford that. So it'd be a shame. But maybe they can still afford a fifty quid game, and now they'll be able to play that fifty quid game that they were looking forward to on their PlayStation Four. So, you know, we we shouldn't try and begrudge other gamers the the, the games that that we want to play. You know. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. It's a good point. I think, I I think it's the right thing to do because, it although it looked bent. It's still Spider Man one point five miles per hour. Obviously, it's going to add. For what did I think it was like twenty five hours extra content, which is a big DLC. But for me, it's still one point five rather than a standalone game. If you get what I mean. So, I think the fact people like me, I'd I'd love to play this game. Obviously, we we did the Spider Man review. It's one of the only PlayStation games I've played this gen. Um, so this might be something I pick up eventually. Maybe. Not straight away because I'll be playing other games on my Xbox Series X. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I've, I've, like, it, it doesn't make me rush into getting a PS5, which I will get probably next year, um, hopefully, um, when God of War comes out because that is the game. Let's be honest. Um, but we'll get to that at the time. So yeah, let, let's get into Spider Man properly then. I mean, what what did you think of it? I mean, did you think it? Looked much of an upgrade on Spider Man when it came out twenty eighteen was it? Yeah, yeah. So Spider Man, what, what, what did you did you see a difference between them two in terms of quality? It, it, it. 
it seemed a little faster to me from from what we see, which you know makes sense given the the increased processing power of of these consoles. Um, it it looked you know there wasn't a massive visual step up, but there certainly is a step up. Um, but at the same time, it it it, it does seem like very much the the same game with a with you know a, a glossier paint on it but that that's fine that's that's what we we wanted you know that game we we when we reviewed that game we talked about how there was some small things you could improve and something tells me they're going to have improved those things in Miles Morales and and that's all we can ask for and I mean, it was nice to see extended gameplay because it was very disappointing at the last event that they announced this game and all we mm. got was like a 20 second trailer. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel they've rectified that now, which is is, is nice and certainly adds to, to my hype for the game. I mean, what what were your thoughts in, in terms of comparing it to the original? Yeah, I think it looked quite similar. Same to you. Obviously, they were run, I think the message before it was PC, but experience of the ps5 wasn't it so it's obviously going to look better i think it's just it's pretty much what you said it's what we want like we're not expecting the mona lisa compared to a potato print at nursery because i don't think it'll be that big of a jump in the early in the early part of the gen as you said um people are still figuring stuff out the power of the next gen consoles and stuff like that so yeah i wasn't expecting a huge jump um looks a bit better um it's kind of hard to compare without playing it yourself, because if you remember when Spider-Man first got shown, that Spider-Man, I'm going to start calling it Miles Morales and Spider-Man. Spider-Man, when that was first shown, that um, the helicopter chase scene, um, when that was crashing into the building and stuff like that, that it still looked a bit like that with that bridge sequence. So I don't think there's a huge thing there, but it it looked like small improvements on the first one exactly as he said so yeah it, it i think it's the perfect launch game you don't obviously we've got the third party titles that are going to be um 100 odd hours plus with with cd project red and we uh creed's going to be a bit hefty as well not not as hefty as the other ones i hope um but a 20 hour fun experience i think that's kind of the perfect launch game isn't it because PlayStation, it's already had its heavy, heavy game to end the gen. You don't want another heavy game to start the next gen. So I, th- I think it's the perfect one, really. Yeah, certainly. I mean, it's uh, you know, I go back to when we first discussed it, and and the fact that it, it kind of really blindsided me because I was not expecting a, a Spider-Man follow-up so soon. Now the fact it's you know it's not a, an exact sequel kind of made, made sense in that way once we, we found that out but it's it still was a nice surprise and and i do think as as you say that it, it makes a lot of sense as as one of the, the key launch titles yeah yeah absolutely absolutely i might pick it up for, as i said i might pick it up for ps4 eventually or do i just wait for the ps5 who knows <laughs> who knows there might be a little period next year and i'll get it um a game that I'm, <laughs> people who listen to this and obviously Carl being in WhatsApp and stuff with me, I, I can't wait for the Harry Potter game. I was so happy when this popped up, Carl. 
Yeah, I thought of you as soon as it popped up. I was quite surprised to see it on the uh, the event. Um, it's interesting that it doesn't have Harry Potter in the title, just Hogwarts Legacy. I did not even notice. I mean, he's not in it. That's true, good. but yeah. obviously Harry Potter is the uh, the, the franchise. Um, I mean, what did you think? Obviously, the the big talking point of this has been the fact that Warner Brothers have come out of their way to confirm that J.K. Rowling has no <laughs> involvement in the project. How, uh, how insane is that? Yeah, I, and I haven't followed the um, trans phobia situation from from start to finish. Obviously, I'm not sure what she's done. I I, I mean, I, wouldn't, I should really go research this because it's probably important. But I'm not sure what she's exactly done, but she's obviously pissed off the trans community. Um so, but the fact that there's been, they've used that as a selling point that she wasn't involved, it's kind of amazing, really. But, I mean, if you piss off a whole community of people, yeah, I suppose you have to do it, really. Um, but, yeah, it's a strange one, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, to think that, you know, at one point it would have been thought as, you know, so important that you have yeah, J.K. Rowling exactly. tied to a project so it gives it that you know kind of legitimacy because of the you know the Potter fans are such a, a, a fierce fan base um, but now suddenly to be distancing from her it's just a crazy turn of events but you can you can you can really understand it I mean given uh, a couple of key points obviously i think generally year by year we're moving more and more kind of politically correct friendly in in terms of um mediums of of the, the various mediums of media and then also particularly the video games industry is is mad it's it's been a front runner in terms of you know political correctness you know that there's so many trans game developers and um, journalists and media people um, you know comparatively to other kind of industries in, in that would be in the public eye that I, I think it's just it was massively important for them to do so given the, the controversy but it's still weird to, to read it out loud it absolutely is and you make a good point about if this was made, hell, even three years ago, well, if it was released three years ago even, um, saying that she was involved, you'd probably go, yeah, that's going to be, it's going to feel like Harry Potter. Like, I don't know why I love this game this much, love the idea of this game so much, because I'm not even that big a fan of the, the books or the films, really. It's just, I think it's just an untapped thing in the game in the gaming world. Obviously, you had the film games and stuff like that, and and crappy phone games. But you've never, you've never really had a. Was it is it open world or is it kind of sandboxy? I think it's meant to be open world within Hogwarts, isn't it? Yeah, if um, that makes sense. I, I mean, I... <laughs> Yeah, it, it that seems to be um, the 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 setting. Obviously, I gather it's like it's it seems to be what every Harry Potter gamer has always wanted. You know, let me pretend I'm at Hogwarts, and <laughs> that's what it's giving them. Yes. So uh, I'm not 
I, like I, I appreciate Harry Potter, but I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan, so I, I don't think this one's gonna tickle my fancy. But I mean, you know, I, I even thought of like a, a, a friend of mine who's a, a huge Harry Potter fan, but wouldn't be a gamer in, in any sense. And I wondered if they could could be tempted by something like this. They, they may well be just to, just to give it a go if they got a got the chance. So. I mean, it is. This is definitely gonna appeal to the to the Harry Potter fans. It's a, it's kind of a no brainer, and you do wonder why they haven't done it uh, previously. I know, kind of back in the day when they were first making Harry Potter games, the you know the the ability to make a, an open world game like this wasn't possible. But it has been for a while now, and I'm surprised it's taken them, you know, ten plus years to to do something like this. It really is strange because you think of all the. Um licenses Warner Brothers have they've I'll say milked for the want of a better word but they've milked these well Batman pretty much dry that's why um, Rocksteady moved on to Suicide Squad obviously we've still got um, Gotham game (laughs) what the hell is that game called the other Batman game that's coming out Um, Gotham Knights that's the one I don't know why I couldn't remember word Knights even though I said it many times um but yeah, they've still got that coming out, so they're still milking that. They had uh, Lord of the Rings for a few years with um, the Shadow of uh, series. Um, so yeah, it's just a, it's just a strange one, really, because you think maybe it was just technical limitations. I don't even remember if they were making film games towards the end. I'm sure everyone remembers the ps1 and ps2 ones where ron looks like a like potato (laughs) Um, (laughs) and haunts people's nightmares um but yeah it just looks like it's been a wasted opportunity because you've even got um you've had harry potter the deathly hallows was oh god that must be that must be over five years ago now must be um and then you've got the other series which has got Holy hell, what are the other films called with Johnny Depp in? Fan, um, the Beast one. Fantastic Beasts. That's and the where one. To find them. That's the one. We've obviously had them in the last few years as well. So it just seems like, I don't know, they kind of missed the timing of it, but mate, I think the Fantastic Beast series is, I'm not sure if it, it won't be as popular as um, Harry Potter, I don't think, but I'm sure that the next film of that will be out in the next couple of years. So maybe they want to time it with that if it's not been affected too much by uh, covid and stuff like that but yeah see it just seems weird doesn't it because harry potter was once it was once the biggest series and film wasn't it yeah no certainly right up there um i mean obviously at first it was kind of alongside the the lord of the rings but lord of the rings was come and gone in, in the space of three years while Harry Potter was stretched out a lot longer. Um, but it was certainly like comparable to kind of the, the Marvel cinematic universe and mm. for its time. Um, and it's, it's as I said, it, it was kind of a surprise they didn't kind of take advantage of that more so with games. Like I know those those uh, movie tie-ins always sold quite fairly well. I know a lot of people who were extremely casual gamers kind of in their pre-teens, teens who, who had all those games. Uh, so they, they certainly sold, but, you know, as I said, uh, I'm surprised they didn't take 
take kind of more of a chance on, on kind of bigger projects, let's say, and like this would be. Um, it's it's strange that the timing um, of it, as I said, like it, I still think the game will do really well, but I just wonder how well this game might have done even five years ago. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, as you say, you're not the biggest Harry Potter fan. What what did you actually make of the look of the game? Is it something you're obviously not going to spend the full price on by the sounds of it, but if you had the chance to play it, you reckon you'd enjoy it? I'd certainly give it a try. I mean, if if, uh, if someone had it and said, give that a go, which often happens with games that I, I kind of overlook, or if it's in way down the road was added to uh, kind of any kind of game service, um, I'd certainly give it a try because it is, I mean, who doesn't like the idea? If you're even like a fair weather Harry Potter fan, who doesn't like the idea of being a student at, at Hogwarts and getting to to explore it? Like, you know, you're, you're going to enjoy it uh, to, to some degree, assuming it's a well-made game. But considering, mm. you know, lately anything coming from Warner Brothers is, is fairly solid for the most part. So... Um. Yeah, I'd certainly give it a try if given the opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely. But as I said, I was quite looking forward to this one. Nothing I saw put me off. I mean, the bloke was flying around on that fucking horse thing that I can't think of the name of. That shows how casual a fan I am, but it looked cool. And who doesn't want to play that? Um, Cod, let's do this one quickly, because it's Cod. <laughs> Obviously, it's the biggest game in the world, but... Yeah, it's called. It's gonna be similar. It's gonna be. It's gonna be crap for a year. Then the next one will come out, and you think I missed last year's game because that's how it works. And then people our age will reminisce about COD Four to COD Six, and then everything else will be shit. So that's how COD is for me. Um. So yeah, I mean, obviously we we both played COD, present and past. Um. Anything here tickle your fancy? Obviously, Black Ops coming back somewhat. Yeah, I mean, it looks good. I mean, the, the gameplay sequence they, they showed off, it looks really good. And, and I said the same thing last year about mo- the Modern Warfare reboot. And I, I still do want to play that game. I'm very intrigued by the, the campaign, but haven't gotten around to it. I'd be less so intrigued by Black Ops because just, you know, I, I was traditionally more of a Modern Warfare fan than, than a Black Ops fan. But the Black Ops series is, is a very solid series. You know, as you say, it's it is the biggest game in the world. It's it's going to sell like like gangbusters, it's going to, to get nine eights and nines across the board critically. It's Call of Duty. <laughs> you know, we know what to expect from it. I mean i likely won't pick this one up straight away anyway i mean i do have a habit of picking call of duty games up when they're really old for like 10 euro or 10 15 euro and playing through them kind of over a weekend just playing bashing through the campaign because you can kind of get through them quite quickly and that's something i enjoy doing um but that's that's just me i've I've kind of aged out i feel somewhat from kind of the, the multiplayer and that it's just not for me anymore um but as i said i know a lot of people are going to be playing this game i mean what about yourself guys this one that you'll you'll pick up 
kind of around the same time you pick up your Series X, or you might wait on this one? Yeah, I mean, I'll probably pick it up um, at some point. Well, uh, the Xbox Series X comes out on the 10th, which on my list in front of me, I have down as the 12th for some reason, which we discussed last week. (laughs) (laughs) It comes out on the 10th, uh, and COD comes out on the 13th. Um, So I'll probably play it. Just because I've got a, then I've got a week before Cyberpunk, so I can play COD for a week. <laughs> uh, I think the deal is hopefully on uh, continued on a new Xbox, you can still game share. Um, so I'll be my mate will probably get that. I'll get Cyberpunk, uh, and Assassin's Creed. He'll probably get COD and FIFA, and I can get Watch Dogs as well. So yeah, that's probably how we'll split it. But yeah, it's um. It's uh, it's it's one I'll pick. It's one I'll get picked up for me, due to game sharing. But I'd probably pick it up eventually anyway, because it's just it's not one I'm looking forward to the most out of that list. But it's just something to play with mates, really. And if it continues into Warzone, yeah. Plus, who doesn't love a COD campaign? Like the more I've grown up, like the three games I mentioned earlier, four, five, and six, they they were what they were when I enjoyed multiplayer. Um, but the the campaigns, man, they're always good. They may be short, but they're always fun. Even Modern Warfare. I probably enjoyed the campaign more than any experience I have on Warzone because I'm shit at it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, as, as you say, the, the, the campaigns, with maybe exception of Call of Duty 3, which was a bit of a shit show, um, the, the campaigns are fairly solid um, on for for each of the games and, and some of them are quite notable so as i said that that would be why i i couldn't rule out picking it up eventually because i, I do enjoy the campaign so much and I, I i can appreciate their their length when i'm not paying 50 60 euro for the game you know if they're if it's kind of a, a cheaper cheaper price um it's it's quite a no-brainer to, to pick it up um so and that that's you know that's my way of approaching Call of Duty. I know it's very different to a lot of people's. Uh, certainly appreciate that, but um, that's uh, as I, I know I'm in the minority there, and I know a lot of people will be picking this up um, kind of day one for their their multiplayer experience. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the alphas it might not be useful depending on this ex- when this uh, podcast comes out but i think the alpha's live on playstation now um if you yeah today this, and tomorrow yeah so if you've listened to this <laughs> in that time period um yeah tell, tell us what you thought about the alpha i'll probably watch some people on uh twitch slash youtube after this to see what it looks like um what's next i have closed uh, Resident, Resident Evil. Evil Village. Uh, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> um, not my game. It's your game. Um, is it enough Resident Evil action for you? Yeah, I mean, it was a very short showing. Um, they, you know, they they kind of had a, a more. Well, I wouldn't say it was short, but in comparison to the last showing, um, I mean, Resident Evil is arguably more popular than it's ever been. This this game is going to do quite well. There's there's not much more I can say, but I'll I'll eventually pick this one up. I'd say, um, it's when I won't exactly rush to to pick up, but 
I will certainly pick it up at some point. And I mean, I, I feel it's it's going to do well, as I said, because we've seen how uh, Resident Evil 7, Resident Evil 2 Remake, Resident Evil 3 Remake, they've all done really well. They're kind of some of the, the highest selling Resident Evil games to date. So I'm I'm expecting this game to to continue that trend and and do quite well. Yeah, yeah. If you like the uh, Resident Evil one previous, you'll like this one, I presume. Um, Deathloop. We can kind of probably go through this one a bit quickly because we've seen this uh, two events before, maybe even three. Um, obviously a bit more gameplay on this one. Uh, again, my opinion's not really changed. I'd play this, but. I'll probably be waiting for a year or so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was more the same. It was kind of an extended gameplay. And, and the game does look fun. And as a fan of Arkane's previous projects, it, you know, it has a lot of Dishonored vibes. And I, I was a huge fan of the first Dishonored game. So, I mean, I, I'm this again is another game that I'll, I'll certainly it's certainly on my radar and I'll, I'll certainly look to, to play obviously initially I think it was supposed to be a launch window game for the console but it's it was delayed now it wasn't the the delay wasn't announced at the event but um the the, the new release window was um was displayed at the end of, of the showing and apparently it's coming out in Q2 2021 so it's going to be a summer title next year um I'm I'm sure this game will do well, and as as we've said in the past, it's a solid timed exclusive, and obviously they haven't clarified its exclusivity yet, but, you know, the word is it's a timed exclusive, and I, I think it was a solid get uh, by Sony on, on their, their part to, to, to pick that game up. Yeah, it looks like a, an easy crowd pleaser, because as you mentioned, Darkane, with um, the Dishonored mechanics there, you, you know it's going to be a well-made game, and kind of the Hitman Hitman vibes you kind of got off it with the contracts and stuff like that. Obviously, you have all the Dishonored powers by the looks of it, but it, it, it give me them. When I say Dishonored and a mix of Hitman, that sounds amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, it, I think that game will sell. It might not be huge. It might, might not be the biggest thing of, 2021 or even the biggest thing of the summer but it'll be one of them i reckon that'd be a cult game quite easily yeah i mean that that's kind of fits the bill for for arcane's games so wouldn't uh surprise me at all if if the, the game ends up kind of finding that finding its own audience that that laud it quite highly yeah absolutely um the the digital game you mentioned in the intro part, Devil May Cry Special Edition, Devil May Cry Five, I should say, Special Edition, um, launched digitally. I I'd never played a Devil May Cry game, so this means nothing to me. <laughs> yeah, um, I was a big big fan of the series in the past. I loved the first game, quite enjoyed the second and the third game, and then. You know, although I picked up Devil May Cry 4, I didn't put too much time into it. But I heard great things about Devil May Cry 5 and, and got very excited about it. And I, I did pick it up, but I just never got around to it. It's still very high on my 
to playlist, but I just haven't gotten there. Um, this is one of those releases that I, I'm not too sure on. I, but from what I gather, it's coming out digital only, which may be a trend we see, as particularly with Capcom, because I know their digital game sales have massively outweighed their physical game sales in recent times. So that's obviously something they're aware of. And also notable is it it seems this Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition is their way of reselling Devil May Cry 5 for the PlayStation 5 and the Series X and S rather than simply upgrading Devil May Cry 5 for those consoles, which kind of irks me a little bit. I, I don't like that approach. Um, you know, it, we, we, there's been a lot of controversy lately about Control taking a similar approach. I, I think it's very shameless. Um, and I know with Control that they, they try to claim they're a smaller publisher and that kind of, but I, I just don't buy that excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I just, I'm not a fan of this this system. Like my my I you know, in my mind, all PS, if you want to upgrade a PS4 or an Xbox One game for the new consoles, great, do it. You know, it's great fan service, but do not try to sell me the same game again. I, I don't like that approach, and I'm disappointed that it, it seems to be happening um, with a fair few titles at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're spot on there. I think selling something as DLC is fine, but going this is a special edition, it's just absolutely stupid, shameful if anything. Um, Odd World. Um, if you like this game, you'll like this, I presume. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I mean, that's the 
the best way to, to put it, really. I mean, the, the Oddworld games have their audience. I've never really been part of that audience. I, I have mm. enjoyed, obviously, the, the, you know, like most people, I played Abe's Odyssey in my childhood. But, you know, I was never a, a huge fan and I never really had much interest in, in trying the subsequent games. But it, it is definitely a, a series that, that has its audience. It's very much a a cult classic I'd say and um you know I've always been intrigued by Lauren Lanning as a as a uh, a developer like he's as a, a game director like he's he's always interesting to to listen to kind of his his various theories and that on on games development so it's it, it's a, it's a game I like watching from afar but I'm I'm unlikely to to ever play I mean is of you much experience with the series uh, same as you, really. Um, Abe's Odyssey. When I was a kid, um, on the original Xbox, there was um, Odd World Stranger. I think it was an exclusive at the time, um, and that's one of my favourite games from the original Xbox, if if not ever. Um, so if that ever goes on Xbox backwards compatible, I'll be there. <laughs> I think it might actually be on the Switch. So I might have to check that out. That's one of my favourite games ever. But no, not um, not the um, Odd World. Fun. I'd say it's a Game Pass game myself. Like if it, it's, um, if it ever did come to Xbox and it was in Game Pass, I'd play it. Maybe just for the nostalgia of childhood, as you say. Um, I think every most people our age would have would have played that. Um, PS One, PS Two days. Um, probably piss me off now. <laughs> All platformers just piss you off now. I'm not sure how people get good at them. Um, Five Nights at Freddy's. No, thank you. Yeah, not not. I've never. I I think I played one of them for about five minutes once at someone else's place, and it's just not for me. It's it's very much just one of those YouTube games that people play for their uh, mm. pretend scares on camera. Um, it's obviously there there is somewhat of an audience out there for them. They they they, they keep making them, but it's it's certainly not a game that's that's on my radar. Ra- radar, nor would ever be on my radar. So you pissed him off, and he got so Irish. He said, "Radar rock." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, see what you do, Capcom, with your fucking Devil May Cry special edition. Um, Demon Souls, which may have been the best showing of this conference. It's a game that I will not play because I get pissed off at easy games. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it looks fantastic for what Demon Souls must be. What it must be ten, fifteen years old? It must be a while, a good few years. No, I not fifteen. Think Jesus, it was two thousand and seven. I think it was. No, I'm not th- too far. So I think it's like thirteen years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm getting you old. Know, <laughs> yeah, aren't we all? Um, I mean, I I played the original Demon Souls to a degree um, on the PlayStation Three. Um, very hard game, and and it's a game that that does seem somewhat clunky. Actually, two thousand and nine, so it's a bit newer than I thought. It's wrong on that one. Um, but it 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 is it it seems clunky now when you compare it to like Dark Souls and even more so Bloodborne. So mm. it's certainly a game that could benefit from a sprucing up and a, a remake. And that's obviously what it's getting. And as you say, it was it's really impressive looking. And I'm sure all those Soulsborne fans would have been 
on the edge of their seat the watching bluff, the people the who love being punished <laughs> exactly and i'm sure this is going to be this this is obviously a launch title it's been confirmed now which you know i go back to my mm-hmm. prediction before the initial event so i i call that one but you know this is going to be the launch title of choice for a lot of people i i think obviously spider-man miles morales is probably going to top it but mm. I do think that Demon Souls is definitely going to have that Soulsborne audience there yeah. and and it might sway some of them to to go with their 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 PS5 in, instead of an Xbox Series S or or X because they have Demon Souls there. No, it's it's a very good point. I mean, we mentioned um niche uh fan base things um cult that's the word i'm looking for we mentioned cult followings and i think demon souls and, and the, well the souls and um, bloodborne as you say that them games are probably the cultest of them all seen as you're not going to attract a casual gamer <laughs> to go on dark souls i um can't even attract me and i'm a sado um so yeah it's it, if if that's your thing, you'll probably pick up a PlayStation due to that reason. However, we don't we don't know what Xbox has in its secret secret bag of tricks. Um, so there might be some punishing game on there. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But no, Demon Souls. It looked hella impressive. I, as I say, I'll probably never play it because it'll never come onto my um, console of choice, and it'll just piss me off. I can't play Overwatch, and I'm alright at Overwatch. It'll just piss me off. Um, but yeah, if you if you did that, um, is the fact you made it green is that it's second party, or is it, is it something else on your color coordination thing? That means it's second party, oh, yeah, okay. because obviously, uh, Blue Point Games are the main developers. Yes. Uh, Japan Studio are collaborating with them, who are a first party studio, but um. Blue Point obviously our second party. There's long been talk that that Sony would consider buying them, but it it hasn't mm-hmm. happened quite yet. Because mm. there was there was mixed messages after I think some someone knocked up a fake thing where it said it it's a timed exclusive and it was on PC and stuff. But I think that got um, denied quite quickly. So yeah, that'll be uh, it. Might go. On, I think it'll probably go on PC eventually. Won't it? it probably um, it uh, won't go on Xbox or switch though um fortnite skip um unless you want to touch do you really want to touch on fortnite no i mean (laughs) i mean they they barely touched that it was like a a 10 second trailer just to to reiterate that fortnite will be available at launch on playstation 5 no surprise that the the people (laughs) who play fortnite are gonna play it the biggest game of this gen is on the next gen who who would have guessed that one um God of War Ragnarok, then. This this is... Well, there was not much there, but this is also the best news from this show for me, because we kind of thought this game might be ages away, because aren't Santa Monica making another game? I'm not too sure. I thought there was there a room. Other projects. Um, there are big studios, so it wouldn't surprise me if they have multiple um, projects on the go at the same time because they have that that capacity um but i haven't heard any solid titles myself yet um i'm just having to look there to see if there's anything mm. i thought i heard rumors works. of it to be fair but maybe not so mm. yeah at the minute they just have um 
God of War Ragnarok sl- um, slated in there in terms of officials. So, I mean, it's been three years. If, if by twenty twenty by April twenty twenty one, it's going to have been three years since God of War. Similar to Spider-Man, I imagine they're using the same engine. You know, mm. some things are going to be spruced up. It's going to look a bit better, but it's not going to be, uh, you know, they're not going to be reworking the wheels. So, you know, three years is a, is a pretty solid turnaround. And it might even be, given the, the, the popularity of the first game, they might feel comfortable uh, to push this yeah. to being a holiday game. And, and especially if we're expecting that... Um, Horizon Forbidden West will be a, a, a springtime, early summer kind mm. of game. Uh, this well could be a holiday game. So then you're talking three and a half years, which mm. there's no, there really shouldn't be much of a surprise there. So um, I, I wasn't too surprised by that, but I was, I was really happy to see it. It mm-hmm. was a really cool one more thing. I mean, God of War was an amazing game. We, we reviewed it on, on the pod and we've been dying for more. And, you know, I inevitably found myself when listening to Kratos' voice, putting on my impression of Kratos <laughs> and saying, boy, boy. <laughs> you know, that's, that's how you have to do it. So, uh, yeah, no, really excited for this one. And I can't wait to see more. I mean, maybe we'll see more at like the, the games awards or something later in the year. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to ask you that. I was going to say, do you find it weird? We haven't seen footage of horizon, all this, but I completely forgot the game awards existed. Um, so yeah, that probably makes more sense. Um, but I mean, I'll ask you the question. Nevertheless, obviously the short horizon last one and everything else was shown twice, but obviously built on it hugely. So just a bit weird horizons, not there. Can you, could you see one of these, getting delayed to 2022? Um, no, I'm not, I'm not too concerned about that, especially with the news that it's coming to PS4 as well. I, I am mm. expecting it next year, and I'm expecting it likely to be in the first half of next year, maybe maybe a April, May type of time would make sense for it. So I'm, I'm not too concerned about that. I think just Sony feel they have so much that they don't need to show each game every time. And that's been their approach in recent years to events. I mean, for a long time, it was kind of like show everything, then show everything two months later, show everything, you know, and that was, now it's kind of like, well, we've got these eight titles. Let's show these four today. And we'll show these four in three months. They're, they're a lot more staggered. I mean, like, look at, despite today, we did get another look at Spider-Man, and demon souls and that you know that that was likely because you didn't see that much of them at the last event but horizon uh, along with um sackboy you know uh, for example uh weren't shown again nor nor was ratchet and clank like they were yeah. all absent from from this week's event so I, I feel they're just trying to give every title their their time in the light so i'm, I'm not i i i don't want to read too much into kind of uh horizon's absence from this event because I, I, I don't think it'll have an impact on its release i mean what what are your thoughts you know are you, are you concerned at all about it i'm concerned about god of war getting delayed because that's the only reason i'll buy a ps5 in the next year <laughs> um yeah it, it, it's it, i i shouldn't have asked the question really because it's impossible to know we've not even seen the state of game we've seen a 
it was like a very quick cinematic for Horizon, wasn't it? And we, we saw nothing of God of War, so there's not really much to see um, to say until the uh, Game of Year awards, which are normally in December, aren't they? So the, the time scale makes sense there, especially you'd, you'd guess Horizon would be the early one, considering it's on PS4 as well, Com- well, confirmed for PS4 as well. We probably don't have that information yet for God of War, but you'd presume it's PS5 only. Um, so that being the November release would probably make sense. Um, but yeah, I'd probably say God of War because they actually showed a cinematic of Horizon Zero Dawn, even though it's probably pretty easy to knock up a cinematic. Um, so yeah, not not really concerned, but if I was to get a PS5, I'll probably just get the digital edition when god of war comes out because i know the games will be cheaper and stuff like that but i use my ps4 like once every two years so there's no point spending the big money (laughs) um plus where will i keep my discs um shall we quickly go through the launch lineup just to confirm it before we finish yeah, I think it's certainly worth a, a discussion on the obviously the prices yeah. of the, the games are noteworthy. Right, uh, so launch lineup for P, uh, PC, PlayStation, Astro's Playroom, uh, pre-installed on PS5, so you can't get rid of that, people. Um, Demon Souls, uh, £70 uh, sold for. Destructions All-Stars, uh, £70, jeez. Um, Spider-Man, uh, £52. Uh, Spider-Man Ultimate Edition, £70. Um, and Sackboy Adventure, £60. So, I mean, it's not it's not anything we unexpected. And obviously, as we've gone through, we kind of confirmed these as well. But you, you mentioned the prices before we started recording and just had a nod to them there. Is the fact that the games are 70 quid? I mean, we touched on this before with um, 2K and NBA. Um Obviously, exclusives, the kind of a selling point for each console. Do you think the fact that PlayStation games are going to be 70 quid at launch, whereas the Xbox ones, albeit the, the exclusives, well, we don't know what they are, but there's not going to be a, there's not going to be a big hit there. Let's be honest, Halo's not there. So whatever surprise the Xbox has had, whatever, it's not going to match up to Sony's, and we know that. But the fact that when Sony exclusives come out, they're going to be 70 quid. With Xbox, they're going to be... In Game Pass straight away, we know this. So is that, I don't know, not a misstep, but is that just kind of a lost opportunity for PlayStation where they could go, we still want to give you value, we're going to price lock these for the first two years or something? Yes, I mean, I can understand where you're coming from. It is an notable difference when, one, you're effectively getting as part of a £10 subscription, the other you're paying £70 to go for. And I mean, if, I, I with Sony obviously being the publisher of the games and also the platform holder, it's not like they're paying a platform holder like other publishers are. So they can afford for their games to be cheaper than, than say, an EA's or a, an Activision's. So it's certainly something they could have done. Um, and particularly when you look at the price, I mean, we, we you know, here... It's been a while since I, I bought a game in, in the UK, so maybe I'm a little out of date with your prices. But, you know, ours are generally €60, Euro and I would have thought yours were £50, um, which is somewhat equivalent. Um, 
but you, you know, you informed me earlier that mostly they are sixty pounds well, di- already. Digital sixty on disc, you get them a smidge cheaper. I think the the usual crack, but I think yeah. for me, I, like I mentioned last week, I got the Avengers. That was sixty quid on the Xbox store, but you, I, I mean, think you could probably get it fifty on say CD keys. What's Avengers on PS4 right now on Amazon? Just out of interest, um, so we can have a bit of a comparison. It's not, why is it not giving me PC and video games? One second. So Avengers right now on what? The, it, it's fifty quid on Argos. <laughs> Well, the, yeah, so, um, oh, there we go. It's £50 on Amazon. So, yeah, so, £10. I mean, generally, you know, kind of disc games are, are £50 um, on in retailers. So, I mean, um, I suppose we don't know what retailers are going to do as far as the, the recommended retail price with, with these games. So, I suppose we have to see on that front. But, I mean, I, I was fully expecting, you know, going on our prices for here in, in Ireland, you know, being in the Eurozone, 60 euro. I was expecting that to go up to 70 euro for a lot of games. Mm. But the fact it's now going up to 80 euro, that seems like a, a mass. It's, it's a leap of like 25%. <laughs> it's quite notable. Um, and I, I'm a little you know, kind of irked by that. I mean, I'm no, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not an opponent to putting up the price of games, but I, I think game prices should vary wildly, you know, I, I don't, and I think some mm-hmm. companies have been happy to do that in recent times. And, you know, I think an example often used is um, Ratchet and Clank, which was uh, say like, I think like 45 rather than 60 euro. And I was, was like 40 pound rather than 50 55 pound whatever mm-hmm. the case might be um and i feel more games should do that but some games can go the other way like you know looking at these these games like demon souls for me maybe because of the difficulty extending it out but is it a game that that warrants an 80 euro price like i'm not so sure maybe 70 would, would, would seem more on par for me. Destruction All-Stars is a game that I question, would it possibly be a, so, a free-to-play game? I think we said or, 30, or yeah, didn't we? Like, quite a budget. Mm. So, I, I mean, I'd be very fascinated to see how this game does at a £70 pound price tag. Like, I think we'll see massive price drops I can't on that see game many quite quickly. That, that's definitely going to be the second part of your bundle, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And then you've got... <laughs> Sackboy, which is £60, obviously it is it is the budget title, but that doesn't seem like much of a budget title. That's still more than what you're going to pay for Cyberpunk mm. or God of War Valhalla, which just seems crazy to me. So uh, I just, I do have slight concerns over the pricing of the games. As I said, I don't mind a general kind of fluctuation of prices, but I think it should be very much based on the game itself. And while I'd be more than happy to spend 80 euro on a cyberpunk or on an Elder Scrolls 6 or uh, Witcher 4. Avowed or Witcher 4 when it eventually comes. Happy, happy, more than happy to spend 80 euro on a game that I know I'll get 100 hours plus from. 
But on other games, and even then you can argue that for like a Call of Duty or something, but yeah. then there comes the question of maybe do you, what do you do with season passes? Do you tie them in? How does it work? I don't know. That's for the publishers to decide. But with these games, I'm not sure one of them jumps out at me as having 80 or what a value in them. And I say that as a massive Spider-Man fan. I'm not even sure I'd be willing to pay the euro for the ultimate edition of, of Spider-Man Miles Morales. I mean, what, what's your thoughts on kind of individual pricing? Yeah, I mean, paying 70 quid, 80 euro, uh, is it $80? Whatever yeah, it yeah. be the same, yeah. It, it is kind of pricing people up, but I suppose not everyone's a spoiled little gimp like us, where, well, like me. <laughs> I won't put you in it. I'll call myself a spoiled little gimp. Um, where I could have, I could, well, I don't have much expensive uh, expenses, I should say. So I could probably get two games in the space of a week, for example, or two. I wouldn't be able to do much more. But fortunately, I am a sad bastard and I don't have much of a life. <laughs> um, so I could probably do that. Whereas we we mentioned it last week. Um, if if you if you're a parent trying to get a kid a, a PlayStation Five and they want Spider Man and COD for Christmas, that is, what is that? That'll be nearly £600, will it? Well, I mean, if you're going for the the original version, it's it's going to be over £600 for the, the, the disc version. If you go for the all-digital version, then it's £480. Right. So. Perfect. No, I'm no, no. It's four. It's four hundred fifty. No, no, no. So it's more. Yeah. It's four. It's four hundred fifty. <laughs> then Spider. If you get the Spider-Man Ultimate Edition, that's seventy quid. And uh, and so seventy it'd be, it'd for cards. It'd be five hundred ninety for two games on the console. Yeah. That's quite. A bit. And then obviously five hundred. Then obviously for the for the digital edition and the two games. Mm. Adding add in, a... add in stuff like headsets as well, isn't the PlayStation headset eighty quid, seventy quid, eighty quid. Something like that? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it is. It's it's quite notable. I mean, me personally, if I manage to secure a pre-order, I'll probably pick up the regular version of Miles Morales and nothing else. Like, I, you know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll have recently obviously picked up um, Cyberpunk as well, so I'm sure that's yeah. going to take that's a minute yeah, to yeah. complete. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll likely pick that up that day, obviously. So that that's gonna be really me. Like I I don't think I'll be, you know, obviously a few months down the line, I'll I'll, I'll likely look to to pick up um the likes of uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla and maybe a couple other games. But I I think that's price tag for launch games is is quite prohibitive to people picking up multiple games. Mm. A lot of these pre-orders, I haven't seen much bund. I might be completely wrong on this because I've not looked into it personally. Obviously, you probably have a bit. But do you get do you get games bundled with it? I'm sure everyone remembers the games that got with the PlayStation Four and Xbox. I think I got pretty sure I got Rise with mine. <laughs> um, but do you remember what you got with your PlayStation Four? And yeah, yeah, I I got the PlayStation Four a year on, um, hey. and I got the the white PS Four, um, which, which was bundled with Destiny. Um, so it, I got it the day that Destiny launched. Um, I think three of my friends also mm. got the very same bundle on the very same day. Lovely. Um, but, so, sorry, I was going to say, have you seen what PS5s have been bundled with? Because I've just seen the console and controller usually in the screenshots I've seen. 
Yeah, like I think um, manufacturer bundles generally come down the line. They're they're rarely at launch. Right, okay. Um, So I I doubt we're going to see any specific bundles like that, like that Destiny one. But obviously retailers are going to have their bundles. Um, You know, I I wouldn't be surprised to see kind of like obviously the con. The console is 500, the controller is 60, the games are 70. Maybe there could be a a bundle which we see for, say, well, if retailers are feeling quite kind, maybe £600 for an extra Mm. controller and a game. Less like maybe maybe six ten six fifteen something like that kind of from retailers that that'll be something we'll we'll see a little closer I suppose but um for now I I don't expect any any retail or any sorry um manufacturer bundles I mean obviously you're you're getting Astro's Playroom pre-installed and obviously we we didn't really mm. talk too much about it but you've also got the um PlayStation Plus. Ah, yes, of course. Collection, mm. which means that a lot of PlayStation 4 games will be free to PlayStation Plus owners to play on their PS5, like uh, God of War, um, Last of Us Remastered, um, some third-party games like Fallout 4 and Final Fantasy 15 as well. Um, not the more recent playstation exclusives like i i don't think i think god of war was kind of the the the, the newest oh and um days gone days gone is <laughs> also included but it doesn't include the last of us part two or ghost of tsushima um but it seems to have most of the other big hitters as well as some notable um third-party games which seems to be mm-hmm. like a start for a playstation answer to games pass and obviously mm-hmm. it's 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 no extra, although at the same time, it's, Xbox have virtually made Xbox Live Gold free by tying into Game Pass. <laughs> so it doesn't. It, it's pretty much still comparable, mm. but do, it's a nice time. And sorry, you, no, I was I was going to say, do you think PS? Do you think PlayStation need to match the Game Pass thing? Because we just mentioned, obviously, the PlayStation. It's going to be. It's going to sell the more more consoles out the two. I presume maybe the S, maybe the S will compete, but I don't think the X will compete. But PlayStation's about selling the console and and what they own the games and stuff. Whereas Xbox, obviously, they want to sell as many consoles as possible, but it's about selling the service more so. Do Do you think PlayStation need to do that? Because it seems like it's two different business strategies, really. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it last week about how Games Pass already been the best value in in gaming is getting even better and how, you know, despite their lead, you know, we we both felt that Sony needed to do something to start to answer. They don't need to necessarily match it, but they need to be seen as making an effort. And I think this is that effort. Now, it might have been nice if they threw in like one PS5 game with it, you know, maybe Sackboy mm. or Destruction All-Stars, you know, one, one that's likely not to sell as much as the rest, <laughs> but maybe that'll come three, three, six months down the line, whatever the case. But mm. it, it is a nice start. Um, I, I think they might have to improve on it in time. I don't think they can sit on their laurels because I think Microsoft are always striving to make game pass bigger and better and they'll continue to do so um but it is a nice um 
half step by PlayStation to matching Game Pass, and I think it was necessary. I mean, as as the the Xbox primary gamer looking in, I mean, did do, do you see this as as comparing to Game Pass in any way? Um, I don't think it really is. I don't think so until they start adding current games in, like not not just not just exclusives. Like I'm not I'm not expecting them to put God of War two in or Horizon Zero Dawn two in, because them games sell enough to be a success. Where obviously Xbox didn't have the console base, so they needed to um, attract people other ways. Um, so I don't think they need to put new games in, but I think what the most telling is in is when last of us 2 goes in then we can get a time period of when stuff goes in so when when ps5 i don't know say we're in the second year of ps5 and the miles morales edition goes in is it if it's like every two years a game goes in nah nah you don't i don't think that's i don't think that's the same thing as game pass i think game pass is a live catalog whereas ps now collection or whatever it was called it seems like a a backwards compatibility thing catalog rather than a live catalog if you get what i mean um so yeah i think it i don't i think it might be more of a contender with backwards compatibility than game pass at the minute but if it develops into that and it takes i don't know let, let's use films going from um cinema to um being able to rent them on Skybox Office or something. It's usually it's usually like four months, six months, something like that. And then it goes on to Sky Movies in another four to six months. So if it's got that time period, like six months to a year, when it goes into PS Now collection, then I, then I think it'll. Then I think you can kind of talk it up because, albeit I'm sure the games are still selling. Like I'm still I'm sure there's like people still buying The Last of Us Two now. But then, then you can sell them the PS Now collection in a year rather than a cheap like what what's Last of Us Two now probably like thirty quid on disc. So you could probably sell them PS Now collection rather than that disc. So yeah, I think I think it's kind of in between backwards compatibility than and Game Pass rather than a competitor to, to either. Yeah, I can, I can certainly understand your your point. Um, but it is nice, particularly you know following on from what we were talking about that the price before that mm. the, the game, price of games might be somewhat prohibitive. You know, having Astro's Playroom and these PS4 games on there at, at launch, um, as well as you assume, you know, a, a large part of your existing PS4 library will, will be playable on there too. Um, it, it is nice because, I mean, I think it'll be a while before a lot of people can, can put together a library for these consoles given the, the price of the games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it. I think it'll probably help more with the second. Second tier is probably harsh, but not the triple A top dollar Last of Us God of War stuff. It, I think it'll help more with the Days Gone stuff, because you probably didn't want to drop sixty quid on Days Gone at the time, but um, you might want to check it out on the PS4 now collection. Um, like I'm, I'm sure it got mixed reviews. It might have improved after uh, eighteen months or so. Um, so I think that's where it'll help with games. Really, I don't see. I, I I obviously see the point of putting third party games in there, 
But with PlayStation's uh, first-party catalogue, I think you could focus in on more like that. I don't see many people like going back and playing Arkham Knight on the PS Now collection, for example. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, I, I don't think it will be massively mm. utilized for now. Um, some people might get into teed into the odd um, PS4 game that they miss, particularly if they're um, bit enhanced. And and obviously, some people who are maybe massive fans of God of War or something, if it plays better mm-hmm. on PS5. And and especially with God of War Ragnarok on on their minds, they they might fancy a replay, but I don't think it's going to be like see widespread use because a lot of the the, the kind of hardcore gamers are going to have to uh, played the majority of game, these games. I mean, I know I have, I know obviously you have, I know a, a lot of people we we would um, speak to on a regular basis about games have. But it's just a nice little thing to have, and it just just even it just looks nice on the surface to be to be giving games things similar to giving um, Astro's Playroom, uh, you know, free. It's just it's just good PR at the end of the day. Like it's it's nice kind of service for the fans. It's it it just it it just makes Sony but puts Sony in a better light. To be honest, it's not a game changer, mm. but it 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 just looks good. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's just trying to have the consumer-friendly approach that Xbox has kind of needed to do for a while, whereas Sony, they kind of came up with a... Some people liked it and some people didn't, but we mentioned it at the start, whereas the the PS4 and PS5 cross-gen, that might not be the most consumer-friendly thing. Oh, it wasn't at the time when it was PS5 only, so maybe maybe that was a change rather than a... um, um, mistake as i mentioned earlier so maybe they're just trying to get a bit more consumer friendly to try and match xbox's stance on stuff yeah definitely i think they they know that although xbox lost the last generation they've they've often been the one that that have been put in the the nicest light by mm. the the media and Cro- by crossplay fans like so yeah. yeah they were the first to get on board for that so uh, i think I, I think sony need to make some moves in in that space and then there certainly is one such move yeah exactly um but that's pretty much it unless there's anything you want to add from the event that i've missed no, I mean, they're, 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 I think we've well covered it there, and I just kind of reiterate that I, I thought it was a, a fairly solid showing, and, and I think Sony have kind of did what they, they needed to do, and I'm certainly on board for picking up a PlayStation 5 if I could track one down. So, <laughs> you know, if you if you get a heads up of anywhere that delivers to Ireland, um, has pre-orders live again, tweet tweet the one-up account. Mm. So I'd appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, shameless but you know you got to use what you have to you um but yeah no i i thought it was a very very solid showing and i I think the the lineup looks quite strong i mean what what were your kind of closing thoughts yeah i thought the i thought the built on the last show really well to be honest um i thought at the time i was probably being a bit of an xbox fanboy bitch i won't lie i was thinking this is just loads of rehash shit but when you thought about it no, they've probably done that on purpose. <laughs> they've built on the teasers, shall we say, and I think I think that's done quite well. Um, so yeah, as I said at the 
start. I think this has been the best one of the summer so far, really. And it'll be interesting to see how Xbox responds with their launch event thingy. Um, if they actually have one, they might end up just, everything might just get leaked a week before and then just show it on Twitter. Um, but yeah, that, it, it was. I thought it was quite impressive without blowing me away, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we'll finish up there. Um, unless you've been playing anything different you want to talk about from last week? No, um, I'm still kind of very much in trying to, to get things played, but it's fine that I'm at the, the moment. Um, I think like like yourself, I mean, I've more so you're more of an extreme, but I, I think football's been taking up a lot yes. of uh, spare time lately. So. Yes, it has. Yeah, yes, it has. <laughs> um, but no, we'll finish up there because I've been just playing Overwatch as well and nobody cares because it's like a five-year-old game. It's not, but yeah. Uh, we'll finish up there then. Thank you, Carl, and thank you everyone for listening. Christ, like almost two short shows in a row. You'll start complaining soon that they're not two hours long. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. Goodbye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.